0: I get a feeling there's going to be a riot.
1: I don't read the newspapers because they all have ugly prints.
0: Yes, and welcome to another episode of Tin Foil Hat. We are deep in the bunker, bro. Aaron, we're deep. Aaron, people love you on the podcast, by the way. Everyone goes, Aaron is so important to the podcast. They really love your skepticism. Thank you, everybody. Paul is alive. <laughs> Paul is alive. Paul's not alive. We proved it last week. Guys, a lot of shit going on. Real quick, I want to tell you that... Uh, the reviews are in and Dying Laughing. Everybody loves Dying Laughing. You can order it. It's on Video On Demand. It's in 30 different uh, markets. Go to Dying laughingfilms.com, See the movie. If not, it's on iTunes, Video On Demand, Amazon, Google Play. Watch it. It's a hilarious movie. You guys will enjoy it. Let me know what you think. And then my new album, the two-disc CD, The Diabolical, is available for pre-order right now. It comes out March 17th. Get it now, two hours of power for the price of one. I hope you guys enjoyed the first hour is just storytelling. I talk about being uh, chased by police helicopters and getting away. I talk about doing a fundraiser for some hicks who want to build a spaceship, true story. And uh, yeah, and then the second album is just one hour of me just going to war with a drunk crowd in Sacramento. Should be fun. So those are the things. Uh, Really love the feedback on the tinfoil hat. You guys are, I mean, what the feedback is amazing. You keep putting me in touch with new topics to talk about. You put me in touch with new people to have on the show, so I'm very excited. Uh, today is a huge episode. Uh, I'm, when I started doing the show, joining me is my co-host for the episode, uh, Ryan Davis, everybody. Ryan is a friend of mine. We've been friends for a while now, and I kind of told you that I wanted to do a conspiracy theory podcast, And you basically have helped me kind of come up with some topics to talk about. And you turned me on to our guest, who has, like, I consider, like, the best conspiracy podcast out there. I'll ask him if that is a uh, slanderous term or something. But I think when you think about conspiracy theory podcasts, you really think about his podcast called Higher Side Chats Please welcome Greg Carwood, everybody. Hey, hey, thanks hey. for having me. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, it's nice. You got this classy studio, beats my second bedroom. I love it. Yeah, but dude,
0: your podcast is, uh, first of all, if I call Conspiracy Theory Podcast, is that a slur? Is that weird? No. Yeah, I
1: mean, people are too sensitive these days, and I don't care about terms like that. I like to say conspiracy podcast. I call myself a conspiracy enthusiast yes. rather than- Theorists, but you, it's what it's whatever.
0: You really do have a good attitude because mm-hmm. you interview some interesting people, and you never seem to change your energy level or your disposition. You're always pretty positive, and you know which is for me. Like I always tell people all the time when they listen to this, like this is just for fun and entertainment. I'm not yeah. trying to save it. Any- I'm trying to, you know, get get. Oh, Aaron over there, awoke, awaken, I'm trying, but his Midwestern values won't let him do that. He's too busy talking Cardinal baseball and making love to his woman and his love of stuffed crust pizza will not allow him to get into this.
1: (laughs) All accurate statements.
0: Yes. (laughs) Toasted ravioli, all the good St. Louis stuff. I want to start off with why do you think, I always ask new guests this, and I'll ask you this too, Ryan. Why do you guys believe that people really aren't in to conspiracy theories, don't believe Mm -hmm. in conspiracy theories? You know,
1: well, I think uh, on a general level, if you ask people can we trust the government? Do they lie to us? I think over half the people will say that the government lies to us. Same with the media. It's just a weird thing that when you hone in on specific topics, people go nuts. They're like, well, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, you just said they lie to us. So where's the lie if you're going to believe everything they actually say? So when you get down to things like the moon landing or vaccines or the education conspiracy or prohibition, people are like, oh, well, you know, that conspiratorial view is you know for the birds but it's like well then where are the lies because clearly they're telling us something that's not true
0: and we've seen over and over again where conspiracies people believe conspiracies and at the time they kind of took a beating for saying that and then over time it somewhat came true yeah they get vindicated and and over time and time again we Mm -hmm. see over and over again this happening and then but still people refuse to believe it and it's just it's interesting what's your thoughts on that ryan uh, it's just too hard to believe anything nowadays. I mean, the term, the 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 actual word conspiracy theory comes from the CIA. That's like right there in nomenclature. So it's disinformation from the beginning. And I believe now it's almost like this. You, you brought up a really great point on one of your recent podcasts. You were talking about Greg that we're in a very interesting time in in just our country and history and in in information and that the deep state or uh, you know, as Chomsky calls them, the masters of mankind, whatever it is, they they are older and they don't know how to deal with this new way of putting out information. So it's a very unique time to 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 be into conspiracy theories and what's going on in political in the political landscape. Absolutely, I think that's why we have Pizzagate because
1: yeah. old white dudes who don't know how to work technology fucked up. Yeah, I, I think that's it's as simple as that. I mean. There's, Pizzagate obviously is a very loaded subject, and there's a lot of questions as to why did only this specific information come out, and why did it come out specifically when it did? Obviously, pivotal moment. Right. But I still think it comes down to, that's why we have those leaks, those Podesta email leaks, is people just... I don't know. They get sloppy. They think they're untouchable, and they just don't understand the internet at it's, this point. It's
0: it's like my father. I don't. If you guys listen to my Safe Face podcast, it's my. I literally could convince my father that every woman in Los Angeles is transgender just by <laughs> telling him because he he can't grasp that it's such a foreign thing, and he's very open-minded to it. But when he was young, that was just the big no-no, and now we have this transfer of information, the notion that someone could hack your emails and that they could get some personal information the powers that be can't handle that now why why did you how did you get higher side chats where did you come up with the name mm-hmm. I, obviously fireside but right. how did you come up with the name and why did you decide to start it well obviously it's just a a
1: pun on the fireside chats and i'm a stoner so i thought higher side was appropriate and I really started it, probably the same reason you started comedy, just the 9 to 5 was not going to work. Yeah. Not going to cut it. I can't do the boss thing. What were thing. you
0: doing before? What did <laughs> you decided to start doing? It?
1: I was a store manager at GameStop. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I was like, I got to do a podcast. I wanted to do comedy. I came out to California to grow weed. And from I'm where? From Missouri, from St. Louis. Ah. And, uh, ah. <laughs> I guess I'm one Go of the karts. few people. Exactly. <laughs> One of the few people who couldn't make money growing weed, but could with podcasting. So, so you were like, this was what, how many years ago? It's about five, well, I moved out here probably like seven,
0: seven, eight years ago. Seven, eight years ago seems like nothing in the, no. t- in the, in the, uh, in the universe is, it really is not even a breath. It's nothing. But man, when you think of just where weed is today and where podcasting is today, yeah. that is millenniums ago. Yeah. If I was yeah. born three generations earlier,
1: I'd just been fucked. I'd yeah. just be a guy who goes to a shitty factory job, you know, puts the tabs
0: in soda cans and just hates life. I've always said that, like, what if you're the Michael Jordan of something that hasn't been invented yet? Amen. You're like, Aaron is the greatest <laughs> fucking spacer forever. He could right. do it. But they don't have it around anymore, so now he can't do it. So now he just talks baseball. <laughs> it's a but goddamn he, shame. Two 200 years from now, Aaron, you would be like, the, you. everyone would be like, Aaron, Aaron. Dude, dude, ride that galaxy, dog! You're the greatest! And like, now it's just like you're hitting buttons, and you're like, "Fuck this podcast!" The government's good people. I love stuffed crust pizza, right? Like, that's all you're doing right now. But in two hundred years, you'd be the greatest.
1: Mm, just a man born out of time.
0: Uh, out of time. It's ridiculous, dude. Well, so when you start doing it, I, you get some of the most interesting guests, like. What is the process of that? When did it start rolling? Like you just kind of started on your own and when did you realize you had something?
1: Well, man, that is one thing is a lot of people are paralyzed by just not starting their thing. People get these ideas. I'm sure you know comics who are like this. They've got this idea in their head. Well, if I had a perfectly functioning running bar, I know exactly what I do, but they can't get those first up. So you just got to do your thing. And you know, craft it as it goes. And it started off kind of like this. It was just a hangout with local San Diego, San Diego comics. I had uh even uh, Ari and Joey Diaz on at one point, yeah. like way back oh. in the day. And uh, it was a mushroom trip on Ari's Shroom Fest where uh, the mushroom was just like, dude, what are you doing? You're kind of acting like a poser with these comics. Uh, if you want to get out of your job, Doing comedy is gonna take you 10 fucking years. So you better better figure something else out. Yeah, and I was just like, you know I love conspiracies instead of trying to talk to funny people about serious subjects Why don't I just talk to serious people about serious subjects and tell an occasional joke? Yeah, yeah And it's paid off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many episodes
0: are you in now
1: a couple hundred? I don't really have I don't
0: number them anymore, but a couple hundred five a month for a lot of months Five a month, and do you ever go like, man, I'm going to run out of shit, and then just something new pops
1: up? Surprisingly, there's always something new. Like, I really don't run out of topics or guests. I've got a list a mile long of people I'd love to get on, and at only five a month, I mean, I've got probably enough to get me through half of next year if nothing else were to happen. How often do you record them? Well, maybe once a week. I mean, five a month, so...
0: Wherever I can fit them in there. Huh? What was yeah. the first uh, conspiracy that got you, like, tricked on?
1: Well, I've always been kind of anti-authority. I don't know. I think that's just in my blood. I got kicked out of private school. Um, just It was just always there. And so I was really looking for excuses to continue to dislike authority. And so you start looking at conspiracies, and you're like, yeah, they're fucking us all the time. Fuck them. I'm not listening to that. And I guess 9-11 was to be cliche, is that, you know, that's when it got real. Yeah. That's when I stopped reading about things that were history and it was like, look, this is something going down right now. Yes. And uh, if you know about Operation Northwoods, if you know about the Gulf of Tonkin incident, false flags are not uncommon. Yes. So yep. I mean, nine eleven, yeah, it's right in our face. We, we lived it so it's like emotional for a lot of people. But if you step back and look at the
0: large game plan they've had, yeah. it's just another false flag. Yeah, and it's just like so much was gained from that. Oh yeah. So much was gained from yeah. that. Yeah. The world's changed. I I remember the first time I knew what we were being told wasn't real, and it was when Bill Clinton took a picture with Trent Lott at, when Trent Lott was getting his his portrait up in the uh, the the Library of Congress, hmm. and it was just after this whole fat chick blowing. Bill Clinton situation and then we're trying to impeach him and I'm like, you can't impeach him, he's a good guy. And then I see them all sitting together laughing and I'm going, this is just fucking pro wrestling. <laughs> it was all bullshit. Yeah. It's like when I say here before, but it's like when the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan mm. got caught in the truck together, shit-faced, and I'm like, you guys are supposed to hate each other.
1: Gave it all away.
0: But this isn't <laughs> real. Right. And I argue with people now And I feel like—and I tried to talk to you about this the other day, and I don't know if this analogy works. But talking to people about what is really going on, the deep state, and all this stuff going behind the scenes and conspiracies to me is almost like trying to argue a math equation in which the other person refuses to acknowledge part of the equation. So if I'm—me and Aaron are like, hey, man—I'm like, Aaron— Four plus two equals six. And you're like, no, four does not equal six. I go, yeah, because two. You got to add to it. Two doesn't exist. It's not real. And it's like, that's it's so hard to get people to argue with this. Aaron. Two, two is alive. <laughs>
1: two is alive. Would you please suck from the tea to truth here, <laughs> yeah. man? I drove all the way up here.
0: Thank you. God, we're going to get you to unplug. That'll Suckle. Be the, that'll be the end of the podcast. Aaron's like, yeah, you're right. It totally, that. I'm like, Oh, our work here is done. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just grab my backpack, and I'll go, incredible. <laughs> well, well, Let me throw something at you, Aaron, because
1: you just mentioned Bill Clinton. Have you heard that quote from his book? It's probably one of my favorite quotes from the elite class. It's something to the effect of he was talking to a painter or something. This is in his own book that he wrote, so, I mean, it's pretty easy to source. And he said he talked to this painter who thought the moon landing was a hoax, and he was he dismissed it outright. He's like, there's no way. But then he says after his time in office, he saw things that made him think that those TV fellers can pretty much do anything, and maybe that guy
0: was on to something. Yeah. Yeah. I just— I mean, Bill Clinton's saying that. Bill—I mean, but then it's, it's like— If you think about all the shit Bill Clinton's doing, it's like, is he being honest or is he just, like, fucking with everybody? It is tough. But, I mean, if you go
1: back, there's a lot of presidents who have just that one quote. You know, that one quote. When you put them all on a
0: sheet, you're like, they're telling you something. That some shit is going down. Right. Now, um, uh, real quick, do you have a conspiracy where you stop at and you're like, Mm -hmm. nah, I can't go that far? I mean, not for the show, because I try to be
1: just pretty open all around. I get that. But in terms of my own personal... Well, I guess, I mean, the way I look at it is, for each topic, there's various different possibilities. And each possibility, I might agree with it to a varying degree. You know what I mean? So it's like... I mean, the flat earth is probably pretty low yeah. on the totem pole yeah. of what I believe. I'm more of a hollow earth guy. But yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is it's unverifiable unless you're going to take the word of someone that, you know, is an authority figure that you can't vouch for what yes. they're saying. Yes. So things that are beyond what you can personally verify. Is kinda... Michelle Obama
0: a, a, a man? Is that somewhere that you're like, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Or, I th-
1: I mean yeah I think that's kind of fucked up because I think she looks like a woman. She but looks like a woman. It could
0: be possible. Anything it could is possible. be possible. That's why I always right. say anything is possible. Speaking of anything possible, I know we get. I, I try not to talk about pizza gay all the time, but it is something <laughs> comes up. Yeah. And recently, uh, the guy who's kind of been the face of investigating PizzaGate. David Seaman, you've mm. met him before. You've had him on show. Yeah. I've done his podcast way back in the day. Mm. I've interacted with him a lot. Uh, what's going on with him? You know, he kind of went dark. His videos are gone. Then there a video came out that, you know, where he kind of talked about before where he put out a book about the buzz or something like that. Where he would he would protest gravity if he thought it would get him some, <laughs> some heat and exposure. What's yeah. your thought that's going on?
1: I mean... I am, to, I am kind of biased. I am protective of people that I've had as guests. I kind of tend to defend them just naturally. But, I mean, I don't know him that well. So, like, I can't say too much. Uh, people definitely have an issue with the fact that he's got 10 Pizzagate videos followed by a you-can-win-half-a-Bitcoin video followed by, you know, here's an affiliate link to my gold-selling thing. But, I mean... Whatever. We all got to pay our rent somehow. Yeah. And uh, maybe he's just doing it in a way that, you know, people are not super thrilled with. But, yeah, the, the whole thing about his videos going dark, of course, I don't know if you saw today or yesterday, he did post again. He started posting again, and he said that he's just taking a week off. But he didn't really say anything that I heard about why his videos would have gone down. Because I got people sending me stuff like, hey, David Seaman's gone. His videos are gone. He's off of Twitter. You know, he's on Twitter. He's off Twitter. I don't yeah. Know. And a lot of that is kind of weird. Like people always say, D- does the government mess with you? I'm like, no, the government doesn't mess with me. All my shows are still online. I never, I never hear breathing on the line. I mean, it, so when people play that angle up, I always am a little skeptical.
0: I only have one story of when I thought the government was listening. And it was right after 9 11. I was touring with Maz Gibrani. And we were down at the La Jolla Comedy Store staying mm-hmm. in the condo, right? and he goes to um, turn on his phone to go dial and it's dead it's dead but it's not like it's not like it's not like a, eh, eh, or anything like that it's just dead and he's like hello hello and someone goes hello he goes who is this oh, oh, shit. and they're like uh and they just hung up right there wow. and that was the only time i thought Ooh. some weird shit's going on now i do watch porn specifically to fuck with whatever agent from NSA is watching. Like, I'll I'll watch a clown blow a horse just so Agent Smith can't get that out of his skull, okay? Amen. Hey man. That's how I fight the power, Aaron, okay? You know, that's how you got to do it, Aaron. You can't just take it. So, Pizzagate, thoughts on that, and then we'll wrap it up. I mean, that's the thing. I've heard you already break
1: down the whole street with Best of Pizza, Beyond Borders, and there's some really fucking sketchy stuff going on there, I think, and I mean, it just depends on what you think Pizzagate is. If we're talking about blanket, are the elite messing with kids, I think that we can say yeah, I think that's been a conspiracy staple forever, abuse of children. I mean, the Vatican, a big power network, has got a long history of abusing kids, and nothing's ever really been done about it. Right. So, people shouldn't be surprised about Pizzagate. I mean, it's, it's interesting to have this amount of detail. I mean, I'd say that, and I do think that It's legitimate, but it is suspicious when it came out, uh, you know, right before the election. It seems like I've had some guests try to dissect what they think happened. And a lot of us in this alternative realm don't think elections are organic. So the theory is potentially that the elite just they cut Hillary off. They just spanked that whole network and said, we're going a different direction. And. And to make sure that you're really beaten down, we're going to throw out a little of your dirt, yeah. a
0: little of your dirty laundry. Yeah. I think that's possible. I think that's likely. It- it is. What do we? What is your take on Trump? Because here's hmm. the whole thing. As a conspiracy theorist guy, and then we'll get into what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. So, as a conspiracy theory guy, we hear that he is here to destroy the net, the, <laughs> the 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 network, which is drain the swamp. Drain the swamp. He even said destroy the system. You know, Bannon came out and said he's here to annihilate the system. And you see him doing stuff where you know I got excited. A lot of people got excited when he had the whole thing about you know. We're going after child uh, trafficking. That was a big announcement. Everyone's like, he's doing it. He's doing it. But then I watched this doc uh, on Chomsky where he's talking about the uh, masters of mankind and how they put their own people in the head of these departments purposely to destroy them. Mm -hmm. And that's what we see Trump doing. So what is going on? Is Trump... Uh, a savior white knight mm. is he just another puppet like what is your <laughs> is there an answer
1: there is that angle that he is putting in uh, people in place to actually bring pizzagate people to justice and that the media and the elites uh, and the liberal establish- establishment are picking them off one by one you know we're, we're seeing them getting more and more trouble and have to resign I really don't buy that angle. I don't think a person can get elected president that isn't in the club or wanted there. I'd say I got fooled once and it was Obama the first time. And that will not happen again. I
0: totally agree with that.
1: I look at... I mean, it is hard to match wits with these think tanks that have been doing it professionally for decades. I mean, it's hard to say that a college dropout stoner has it all figured out. So I... I'm very cautious before I get excited about anything. I see all these things as a series of nets, and they sweep up various people. And the Trump thing is a net that right now has conspiracy theorists liking the president. How funny. How funny that Alex Jones, the goddamn king of conspiracy, now has a White House press badge. So- i don't think that's organic i think that's another trap another net to sweep
0: people up just like obama did it a long time ago eight years ago well they sit there and they go what are people pissed at like with george bush george bush like oh they hate white guys let's fast track obama obama's changed even though he never said what change was he's changed boom we elected a black guy did the exact same thing and you can't criticize him because you're racist. Mm-hmm. Obama comes through, man. He's the established. He considered. He's doing the same thing as everybody else. We need an outsider. So and boom, here's Trent. Uh, uh, excuse me, Trump. Now I think the next move is someone brought up maybe Oprah. She's a <laughs> she's a black woman. She's famous. Get it all in there. We the Americans nice. love to love what they already know. Like that, now you got a black woman, and yeah, yeah, you have black and a woman. That's a totally different thing. But she's another billionaire,
1: right? And here's another thing. There's two other possibilities that I like to entertain. Is um, one thing is the the plan for the elite for the longest time has been a one world government, and a big problem for that has been America and our structure of government and how much people like it, the Constitution, yada yada, all that stuff. And it's very hard to dismantle that. Without people like being like, yo, what what the fuck are you doing? But what you could do is put a reality star in as president and then have half the country protesting saying, not my president, not on, not my president. And now no one respects the office of the presidency. And psychologically, it's kind of it could dismantle
0: this country. Or if you get him set up and you take him out. Yeah, he is no he's. Completely no collateral for you.
1: Dude, I interviewed a guy who's an astrologer, and the big part of the episode was that if you look at— astrologers, they look at the year by year, and they look at key moments. And one key moment that every astrologer is looking at is this big eclipse in August. and It's August 21st, and it actually interacts really interestingly with Trump's birth chart, his natal chart. And it indicates the possibility of career change, whatever that means. And that could mean he walks away. I've never that's more likely than it ever has been in the past that a guy would just be like, eh, fuck this, I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. Or it could be worse. He could get impeached, or it could be even worse than that. So there is an interesting thing. Like astrology, I find it interesting. I mean a lot of uh powerful people did. There's a JP Morgan quote. Millionaires don't believe in astrology. Billionaires do.
0: Interesting. And so
1: if he's saying that, I might take a peek at astrology, but that's Does the thing this, to look for.
0: Do you think this Russian scare that we have going on full court, because me and my girlfriend are very close to breaking up simply because <laughs> I can't watch Bill Maher anymore. I mm. can't watch John Oliver anymore yeah. when I know that this red scare is going on. And th- is this red scare more about Syria? And the fact that, you know, uh, Wesley Clark's seven-nation regime change and they went into Syria and Russia came in and bombed the fuck out of ISIS who are, like, our bouncers. Yeah. And are they just really pissed? Or is this, like, a really something going on in Russia, in your opinion? I th- I think that forever, for whatever reason... Before
1: the election, Hillary was saying, like, really aggressive things about Russia and how she was going to go after them militarily if, she, if they don't listen. Like, if you go back, she said some pretty threatening things. If I was another country, I'd be pretty pissed off and be, like, ready to go. So she lost the election. So that plan you would think would be dead. But no. The media and the same establishment, they're trying to force this round peg into a square hole. They're trying to make—they're like, OK, well, now— now we're going after Russia because of uh, the Trump election. They got Trump elected. And it's like, <laughs> well, you, make were, sense? you were going after him. Yeah. Uh, after Russia, after Putin, before any election shenanigans happened. So, and they fall know, for hook,
0: line, and sinker. Yeah.
1: So I think they're still trying to just force the same play out of the playbook that they were before the election. And what's so bad about being friendly with another I major don't get superpower?
0: It. You know, and I always love to ask people, go, hey, man. Why don't you look into Abraham Lincoln and who helped him? Mm-hmm. Because Britain and France, or Britain and Spain, wanted to come in and drop a hammer, but Alexander Third supposedly came in and stopped that whole thing. You know, Any thought to bank all wars are bank wars? Any oh, absolutely. That? You think yeah. so? I think that's pretty clear. And um, I
1: know we're going to get into some hollow earth stuff and all that, and a lot of that has to do with the Nazis and a possible contingency plan, a possible escape plan for them. And I've had guests that say if there was a Nazi escape plan, they went to the inner earth, they laid low in Argentina and Antarctica, there would be a reemergence at some time. And there's a case to be made that that is what's going on in America right now, that maybe a different... In the Game of Thrones type of way, a different power center kind of subverted the Hillary power center, said, uh-uh, we're going with our guy. They got their guy in there. And now this alt-right movement is kind of a, a nationalist resurgence of that Nazi mindset. So that's a possible through
0: line. He's talking money manipulation. I mean, that's all. I mean, like, the, uh, he's talking. I mean, like, there's been whispers he wants to get rid of the reserve. Federal Reserve, yeah. That would that be is, nice. But that needs to happen. No. I, I'm with you yeah. on that one. Fuck this Rockefeller
1: Rothschild debt-based system of rule. Right, Aaron? Right, Aaron? <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Aaron. No, so, seriously, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Aaron, whoa, that was the first time. Aggressive. <laughs> oh, so, aggressive. It only, it only took eight episodes, but your <laughs> you're starting warming to, up. Yeah, you're warming up. Now, uh, Ryan, you're going to have to help me a lot with this, because you have a real, like, I love, this is how much I love. Ryan, mm. he didn't print it out. He got some <laughs> papyrus, and he wrote <laughs> out a scroll of stuff he wanted to talk about. Oh, and I, man. I fucking respect that, and I really appreciate it because I butcher names. So I'm going to—you believe in ancient—let's civ- get into it. Ancient civilizations— you're into it. I'm really excited because, you know, we could talk like Rothschilds all day yeah. and it gets repetitive. So it's the other stuff. Like, there's so much shit going yeah. on in the world. There's just like, you know, hollow earth, ghosts, <laughs> a- aliens. I believe in it all. Multiple dimensions, yeah. you know, all this crazy shit. So like alien, uh, ancient civilization, where well, do we begin with this?
1: Okay, so obviously there's a lot of sites that are in ruins, megalithic structures that would be tough to make today. Uh, you know, Pumapunku, fucking uh, Gobekli Tepe. So there's these things out there, and apparently a lot of them can be dated back to the Younger Dryas period, like 12,800 years ago. And there was some type of event, catastrophists think, that created the Great Flood that all cultures seem to talk about, changed the water levels. I mean... Guys like Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock who have been on Rogan's show quite a bit talking about it. He thinks, or they think, I guess, that it was a meteor impact in the ice. So that's why we don't have a crater, but all the ice melted and, you know, rose the water level. Because people tend to live on the coast. I mean, L.A., New York. Imagine the water level goes up and California and New York are underwater. Be devastating.
0: Miami's gone. Yeah, fucking gone. Those Latinas, gone. Wiped out. By the way, do you find – do you mean a lot – real quick – do you meet a lot of hot chicks in San Diego mm-hmm. that are in the conspiracy theories? I meet more and more women who love conspiracy theories. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's getting more and more
1: open to it. I don't get out of the bunker all that much, if you can tell by the beard. I love um, it. It was nice just to I think to you have a dog that here. talks
0: named Scooby. That's what you look like. <laughs> fair <laughs> like, enough, fair enough. <laughs> Run, roll
1: Secrets out. <laughs> um, but as far as ancient civilizations go, that Younger driest period seems to be crucial. And the remnants that we do have seem to be what's left from the period right before whatever cataclysm happened. And who knows how many cycles of reco- of human history there really are. We're in one of them, of course. One of them. But, I mean, there there is a, a a Rogan joke where he says, if there was a cataclysm that wiped out 90% of the people, how soon before you could send me an email? Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, there's a lot of depth to that joke, because what if that happened today? I mean, it would be pretty devastating. The whole grid would go down. We'd be thrust back into the stone Age,
0: and just okay i mean do you just see when the light goes out to traffic at an intersection yeah just everyone goes yeah. instant caveman Armageddon. and all knuckle draggers <laughs> and look like, i gotta go next and it just gets chaotic just imagine now everything's out and yeah. you're expecting law and order and everybody's animalistic just just mm-hmm. their animalistic instincts come out so let's start with I, what is what is this first thing you wanted to talk about shoot let's get into it um Agatha. Agartha. Agartha. Agartha?
1: Yeah. Oh, Agartha. I think that's on my shirt. I noticed but, that. <laughs> um, Agartha, I, I get, with all these names, Shambhala, Agartha, uh, New Schwabenland. I mean, people use them somewhat interchangeably depending on if you're talking about uh, channel, channeled information or the Nazi stuff. But it's apparently a landmass inside the earth. And people would say, well, how the fuck is that possible? Actually... The, the theory now that we have is that the Earth has an iron core. But why do we think that? Because the people, okay, I guess to break it down, people just have the, they think it's all been figured out. And it really hasn't. And if we look at where ideas come from, you find out that it's pretty fucking flimsy. It's very common that we know we haven't explored 90% of the ocean, but we're 100% sure what the center of the fucking Earth is made <laughs> out of. Absolutely not. And, Aaron! Uh, absolutely not. And, um, Though where it comes from, it's not to get too complex. But when you get into what the elite believe, they have a a occult belief system. Elite
0: like power people or elite scientists and thinkers.
1: I'd say above that. I'd say the real puppet masters. They have uh, a certain occult belief system. And for example, the Big Bang theory, that came from a Jesuit priest. That came from a Catholic priest. So the Catholic, the the Vatican controls both the predominant scientific view and the religious view. Might as well be conservatives and and, and yeah. liberals. Might yeah. as well be Democrats and Republicans. They control both. So they've came up with both ideas. I find that interesting. And when it comes to the Iron Core, if you get into Kabbalah, different elements, different planets, they have uh, personality traits. And in their belief system, they think we're the profane masses and the earth just creates these you know, these people that are dumb sheeple. Yeah. And so the qualities that they attribute to that in the, the tree of life is iron. So really what we're seeing is them just taking their religion and making theories that make their religion true. It's exactly the same as when a Christian would say, oh, well, the earth is 6,000 years old because I want the Bible to right. work. But the thing is, is they hide it and they say that it's scientific discoveries. But it's really just their elite beliefs or their uh, occulted belief system their esoteric structure largely kabbalah is a big part of it
0: they're just putting it still today
1: i believe so i believe that that's why a lot of the the things we think in science it's actually very much occult. and we have this idea of science over here religion over here not really because like i said the vatican came up with the big bang theory so what are we doing here where are these ideas really coming from and if you get into this idea there's a secret physics, and that's where UFOs come into play, really? like flying saucers. They, they, they're they electrogravitic, and rotation is a big part of what they do. If you look at the Milky Way galaxy, they say it rotates around a what? A void, a black hole. They say that spheres, I mean, they should, they should, as they rotate, they create a void in the center. Have you ever ridden that ride at an amusement park or at a carnival? Devil's Hole? Where you put your, it goes really fast yes. and you're against the wall yes. and you can pull your feet up. Where I was from, is called the Devil's Hole. It pushes yes. things out from That's the center. It. it. Sounds like a yeah. gay bar. It, yeah. <laughs> it does. Uh, it pushes things out from the center. If you look at those geode rocks, they have a center that is hollow. So with rotation... You should think it would think you'd think it creates a void. I mean, this is a whole different type of physics, and I'm just a simple stoner host uh, in San Diego trying to explain You're some in-depth stuff. You're wonderful,
0: dude. <laughs> you rem- for a stoner, you remember a lot of shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not unheard of that there would be a void because of the way rotation works, the way it pushes matter out, and. You know, if you look at the Nazis, they had some really in-depth maps, some really in-depth maps and uh, some plans of where they were going to go. You go down to Argentina, you refuel, you go down to Antarctica, you go into one of the holes to the inner earth, which there's apparently quite a few actual openings, but the big ones are the North and South Pole. We can get into the Admiral Byrd stuff and all that, but I think... There's a good case to be made. The Nazis made it down there. At the Nuremberg trials, this thing everybody knows about, where they're like, oh, this is when we got the Nazis. You know how many people were convicted there? How many? 22. 22. You would think it would be hundreds, right? Yeah. Hundreds of Nazis. It was 22, and 12 were put to death. So where are all these people? And where are the other 10? Where's Hitler? (laughs) They tested Hitler's uh, skull, apparently, a decade ago, like in the, uh, uh, I guess, in the early 2000s. And it was DNA-tested positive for being a woman what so where's where's hitler this is the weird thing these boogeymen like hitler, you me hitler was a jewish woman <laughs> i'm telling you he was a woman he was the original michelle obama <laughs> yeah. um, no but i just think that he they got away i think they had an escape plan i think that's why hitler had these um missions to tibet there's some really interesting stuff about tibet having an an opening and they're they're like protecting an opening and that the dalai lama is like a real liaison between this lower realm and the upper realm, and that—that's why Hitler wanted to go there and talk to them, and and be, get that liaison to give him entrance to that underworld. And I think there's a fair case to be made, and I think that this would be about the same—the time that a resurgence would come. Oh, dude! And so check this out. I just heard this on oh, the way dude, up Oh, dude! I love this. Uh, Akakor. I had to pull over on the highway to write down Akakor because apparently there were some explorers in uh, the the north half, north part of the Amazon, and they found a tribe of people with blonde hair, blue eyes, white people, and they're speaking a dialect of German. And so they're talk, they talk to these people and they say, you know, what are you doing here? You know, how did you get here? And they say, well. Um, We are the second generation. This was in like the 70s, 80s. And these people said, we are the second generation from, uh, you know, our ancestors came down under the earth. So the story starts to fit because you got these Nazis who escape at the end of World War II. They go down uh, with the help of the Tibetans. They find an entrance. They live down there for a while, and then eventually, like, their kids or their kids' kids say, well, we want to get up to the surface. And they say, well, here's a tunnel. We'll we'll go up to the surface, and you can have uh, a civilization up here in the middle of the woods and not tell anybody.
0: What is going on in the middle of the Earth?
1: Dude, who knows? I mean, some people think there's an inner sun, and I think that's pretty crazy. But I had a physicist explain it to me that light particles can go through matter. So if you have these light particles, and they're just coalescing in the center and kind of like— A cloud, a glowing cloud, and it could be like an like basically the inner environment would be like 70 degrees and sunny all the time. And we have these old, old legends of a golden era, a golden time, the the Garden of Eden. This could be the, the period of time where we went down into the inner earth because of perhaps cataclysms on the surface. And this is our collective memory of it.
0: Now, who are these, uh, now, Agartha, is that the name of it? That's the name of, uh, that's
1: one of the names used for where the Nazis might have escaped to, a land mass called Agartha.
0: Now, who are these, uh, evil demons and enemies of the gods, the Nagas of Hindus? The the enemies of the Nagas, I mean, yeah, basically there's a lot of
1: mythology, too, tied up in the inner earth, and that there was reptilian beings down there. I mean, even, even, uh, you know... Catholic and uh, Catholicism, I mean, Catholicism and Christians, they think the lower realm is where the demons are. Demons are not far off from reptilians, and, like, hell being at this lower realm is not far off from being underground. Yes. So to me, like, it all starts to kind of make sense that people have just misinterpreted certain things and— the real story might be, or they're close to that. or
0: they're explained in a certain way mm-hmm. to get you to fear it and not want to go there. Oh yeah, or stuff like that. I mean, don't you, you dare see go happen, down there. You see it happen in the news constantly, where they spin something negative, so people conspiracies and fake news i had somebody yeah. a friend of mine i have to pick and choose who i fight with on the facebook and he goes oh this is fake news and it's just like uh, i don't want to drop a hammer on this guy but it's just like you you have bought into the notion that unless you get your information from this particular source or these particular sources it's negative,
1: isn't it so frustrating how goddamn sure people are
0: it's just you know so it's like, how do you know
1: everything you hear comes through the television, like how could you possibly assess something as fake news? Yeah, you can study something and make a judgment call, but you can't ever be a hundred percent sure. yeah, the manipulation runs so deep and it's been going on for so long, all you can do is try to get a grip on it and hold on and not get too attached to any particular paradigm. That's what I would say
0: uh, now. Yeah, well, it's just like, I just, my dad, long time ago, can, don't believe anything you hear in half what you see. Yeah. Question everything. It's free. I don't know why. <laughs> I understand we have to have a leaders to decide shit. You have to have a leader. You have to have somebody who goes, do we you? got to read this. I mean, I, do we? In the Internet age, do you? Because,
1: yeah. I mean, I would say that step one is we don't need to send all these representatives to Washington, D.C. Put them on Skype, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Let's save the country some money. And then once we put them on Skype for a while, then why don't we just... um let people vote like in a reddit type system yeah. we do our banking online why can't we fucking vote online and
0: why can we why do they have to be four years everyone's like oh we have four years every other country has a no confidence clause where they're gonna be like i don't trust this motherfucker he's gone yeah we don't That'd have nice. that it's just weird so <laughs> it you went, so you went to armenia which i did is, you know, I'm one of the premier Armenian comedians <laughs> in uh, in the world. I don't know if you know that. Who speaks no Armenian? I learned um, that. So you went to Armenia, and why'd you go to Armenia? Well, Just the show to meet had started... the local ladies. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, but at that and the show is doing pretty well, and I was like, okay, I got money and time for the first time in my How'd life. You
0: make your money in the show because you don't take no sponsors. advertising. Why is um, that?
1: Well. Because you can't really do that. There's two ways to make money in podcast. You don't podcasting. want
0: flashlight money. I can get flashlights. To <laughs> I'd be sponsor okay with flashlight. Flashlight money. Uh, it's the shapeshifting lizard people, <laughs> and they love plastic pussies. Right, right. But you, I just
1: felt like you can't do it right if there's going to be any advertising whatsoever. Because then that thing is off limits, whatever it is. So the way I started doing it. I mean, long story short, I did something called the money bomb, where I was uh, taking just general donations and keeping half and giving half to one random listener, and it was like pretty sick. People were getting like a couple hundred bucks at a what? time. What? So I've given away, I've given away some money, but then I, I had to switch gears. Dude, that because, might be
0: the most brilliant shit I've ever heard in my life. Now, right. what's the negative <laughs> side? Because uh, I'm about to do that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the negative side might be that it could be a an unsanctioned international raffle. I mean, that's possible. I think gaming commissions might frown on it. But uh, the point is I got away from doing that. um, And now I just, what I do is I went from one hour interviews to two, and the first hour is free, people can listen to it, and the second hour is if you subscribe for five bucks a month. So I keep it pretty low, barrier of entry is pretty simple if you're interested, and those collective $5 is enough to get that rent paid and enough for me to go to Armenia last year With uh, Graham Hancock, a lot of people know who he is, uh, an archaeological author. And the reason we went is because Armenia is right next to Turkey. Turkey's where Göbekli Tepe is.
0: Everybody knows about that. What is Göbekli Tepe for Aaron? Not for For me. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a
1: it's a megalithic site. uh, Some would say a ritualistic site. My. People have different opinions on what it was for, but it's it's a big megalithic structure that proves that people were around building stuff 12,000 years ago. So the history books won't tell you that, but I mean, here's this goddamn structure, and you got to figure it out. So uh, we went to Armenia, nearby country. They don't have good relations, so you cannot cross that border. You know this? Yeah, I've I've Um, heard about it. It's frowned upon. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard about it. um, So. We wanted to see some things in Armenia that are under the radar. And one of the big cool things was a buried pyramid. I mean, these are apparently all over the place, but we went up this seemingly large-sized hill, and the guys there who were talking about it, they said they dug down into it. They found a door, and it had carvings on it. It was like a, a metal metal door with carving. You know, like not carvings. You carve yeah, wood, right. but <laughs> whatever. Yeah. It had stuff embossed on yeah. it. And so they, they covered it up, and... They went to the government and they said, hey, look what we found. And the government's like, okay, great. Don't you ever open that up again. Don't ever dig down in there anymore.
0: Really? So they
1: just shut it down. And that happens everywhere. Every time there seems to be a discovery or something pops up, government just comes in and they say, "Nah, no, nah, you can't do it. Can't look here. Don't, Because they don't want you to
0: question the, the narrative.
1: Right. Apparently in uh, South America, I had a guest talk about, this has been years, but talked about uh, several entrances to the inner earth where- the local tribes people say, yeah, this is where teachers came out and, and told us things and taught us about civilization, and some of them have been totally collapsed, and other ones have just been blocked off entirely. But. I don't know. I think that's really interesting.
0: So you're telling me there's some uh, inner world dwellers with unibrows and Adidas <laughs> fucking tracksuits on? <laughs> well, bro, bro, it is very deep,
1: bro. <laughs> well, we should also separate. There are two different things. There's there's inner earth worlds, and then there's a hollow earth. And they say the hollow earth, the projections are that there's like 8,000 miles of crust, and then there would be like a, a huge cavity inside that's about 60 or so uh, 1,000 miles in diameter. So that's one idea. So 8,000 miles, I mean, that's pretty fucking tough to get down to. But there is this other thing called the Moho layer, totally legit and official. It's actually 22 miles down, and it is kind of like sponge-like. It has a lot of cavernous areas. So there are stories that I think relate to the moho layer of things actually making it that 22 miles up, which is doable. Yeah. Uh, And that's a different story than actually hollow earth beings. But one of my favorite stories is the green children of Wolf Pit. It's like in the 1100s, these two kids that were green in England, they were found like almost dead on the side of the road. People grab them, try to nurse them back to health. They're speaking a different language. It's a boy and a girl. The boy dies. The girl is nursed back to health, and she actually lives in this town. She gets married. She learns English,
0: and they say— It's kind of like uh, Star Trek where Captain Kirk bangs that green chick. It might be. It might be. Maybe that's where they got the story from. Yeah. There's a lot of stories that
1: they've uh, cherry-picked from reality, apparently. Well— so they asked this girl, now that she speaks English, like, what the hell was going on? Where where are you from? And she said that her and her brother were from an underground city, and that one day they followed a sheep or some something, a dog. They just followed an animal through a tunnel, and they kept going and going and going until they really thought they couldn't go back and thought they were going to die. They eventually saw light. They climbed their way through. They emerged to the surface, and then they were found by people in England. And this is from... Like, back in that day in the 1100s, like, there were monk chroniclers. You know what I mean? They just yeah. kept records. And so researchers found this, like, what the fuck is this? The green children of Wolf Pit. And so there are, there's theories that, that they were green from malnutrition in this, but that doesn't explain why they're speaking another language. And it doesn't explain why the girl herself said, I'm from a city underground. So that's one of those stories that I'm like, could there be an underground city in the Moho layer? And they traveled 22 miles. Maybe it took them a couple of days. They were nearly dead.
0: Possibly. Dude, that is cr- Aaron thoughts. We're going to the Moho. Uh, do they have stuffed crep- crust pizza? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're they're in it.
0: They they're in the it. cavity. Yeah, they maybe the they're stuff stuffed crust <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pizza. Stuff
1: crust pizza. That's the real theory about I'm there. In. That's the new thing.
0: So I want to get into Aaron, we might go a tiny bit over because I I want two things to talk about. Oh, Antarctica. Sure. Okay. A, a lot of people, Admiral Richard Byrd. Yeah. Uh, w- what can you tell me about him, January 19, 1939? Well, Admiral Byrd, the big story
1: about him, He, when you go into Hollow Earth, it doesn't take long to cross Admiral Byrd. He's the guy who pretty much is the, the top of the heap. His story is number one. What happened is after World War II, there's apparently these reports that Nazis are messing around down in Antarctica. They send Admiral Byrd to do a flyover. And according to his diary, and this, there's several missions. You mentioned one in like 1939. The main mission is in 1947, which is also interesting because that's the year Roswell happened, 1947. So we have a crash crash saucer in the middle of the Nevada desert yep. or New Mexico desert. Yep. And we have these stories that Nazis have this rotational technology that's flying saucer-like, the Nazi bell and all that stuff. And so we send Admiral Byrd down. Apparently, a UFO gets him in a tractor beam, brings him down, oh, and he communicates with, with blonde-haired, blue-eyed aliens or beings who say, hey, you need to stop. Don't come down here. Just leave. We got it all under control. But you also need to stop with the nukes. Go back and tell your president, tell your leaders that— we were going to leave you alone, but then you you dropped these two nukes at the end of World War II. And now we're concerned because that's fucked up and that's yeah. going to do some damage. Not cool. And so apparently Admiral Byrd, he got a six-hour debriefing with the president, was asked to never speak about it again. And then someone in his family resurrected his personal journal, which is where we have this. He said he flew over. Eventually, once you go past the ice, you see green land. And this is uh, also jives with what the explorers at the North Pole said, too. They got up there, they expected it to just be cold as fuck, and then eventually you get past that, and it gets warm, and then they see b- flocks of birds that are actually migrating north at the North Pole, and then also you find out that icebergs are made of fresh water, and the idea is that this is water that's coming from the, the hole at the, at the opening at the north, and that's why, and it's warm, and the inner sun is what people see when they see the aurora borealis. It's a reflection of light really? coming from the inner, that's a theory, that's a theory, mm-hmm. And um, it makes a lot more sense to me than that it's coming somehow from over here, but no planes are really allowed to fly over the North or South Pole, oh, and who, very heavily
0: controlled. Obama just again, like, dropped that, right? That you couldn't go to North Pole, or was it well, Greenland? Which one was it? He well, just... there's a treaty that we signed
1: many decades ago with several other countries that we'd never really mess with Antarctica. It's like off limits. and. It's just a weird thing, man. Yeah, I mean, why? Whenever, yeah. If it's just ice, if it's just a big patch of ice, then fucking who cares? What's what's going on? So flat Earth people would say they don't let you go there because that's the ring around the ice, the disc that we're on. And I think it's because there's a hole there that leads you to inner realms. I mean, as above, so below. That's a A real fundamental belief system. What is that saying? As above, so below. That's what the elite would say. It's what Hermes Trismegistus said. That was one of his principles. So as above, so below. So sun above, sun inside, sun below. Wow. Um, It's just weird. I mean, but duality is kind of what this world is structured on. Day and night, hot and cold. And uh, I don't know. I think inner and outer is is kind of a reflection of itself. I mean, that gets into some weird stuff. But
0: so I mean, so birds flies up there and he says he finds a a, a swastika. Well, yeah. I mean, very varying was- reports. You know, you know how these things are. There's
1: varying reports. But what I've seen from his actual journal is just that story about being caught in a tractor beam, brought down, and then communicated about to this this stuff about the the nukes. But, yeah, apparently he saw a mammoth walking around down there from the air, and he saw uh, swastikas. And it's pretty common that the Nazis did plant uh, flags in Antarctica, claimed some of that shit. So I don't know. I just think that there's way too many missing Nazis at the end of World War II – A lot of German influence in the United States government. Uh, We took them in
0: with Project Paperclip. You know about that. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell our guests and Aaron what Project Paperclip is? (laughs) Project
1: Paperclip is where at the end of World War II, the United States and apparently maybe some other uh, allied nations were like, look, these guys have been doing some messed up research. And they might be bad, but we want that research. We (laughs) want those scientists. (laughs) So we brought them in and they basically became NASA and a couple other industries the oh. pharmaceutical industry is full of poisonous chemicals i mean it's all based on kind of nazi eugenics and things they say there were two sides but why did we
0: absorb the enemy yeah i mean what is that what
1: does that say speaking
0: of nasa we're going to do you have any questions real quick ryan you're killing it love it yeah <laughs> love it oh, we're all over off. the map hey no we're not over the map this is part of the game plan not uh, nasa good organization Shady organization. <laughs> I
1: think you got to think of them as fairly shady, but I try not to throw the bath the baby out with the bathwater completely. Uh, like I know we're going to talk about John Brandenburg. He did work for NASA, and he came out, and he said they did some readings on Mars. That was Mars. a
0: great episode.
1: Oh, yeah, thanks. I really thanks. enjoyed it. Thanks. I mean, a lot of people are critical of that because they hear the guy worked at NASA, and they're like, red flag. And I understand that. Full disclosure, people should know he worked at NASA. Let that be what it is. But... He says they analyzed the Martian atmosphere, and they sent, they found increased uh, levels of xenon-129, and the only thing that causes that is nuclear weapons. Really? Apparently. Apparently, uh, that's what the readings are here in our atmosphere, that it, it lasts for millions of years. It just cycles through there. There's going to be some type of trace amount. And he says that they found that in the Martian atmosphere. And so that's pretty crazy. It might mean that Do there was an Do they find ancient... that in Japan right now? It's well. It's in the atmosphere now, so it's like it circles. You know, at this point, at this point, it's up there, and you can get a reading of it, and it'll basically never go away. It's just it's there now. Right. Um, We've set off a lot of nukes on this planet, apparently. Don't tell Eddie Bravo that. Yeah, he does not believe in nuclear
0: war. (laughs) He thinks it's like he does not believe in nuclear weapons. He doesn't believe we went to.
1: the moon he thinks it's a propaganda tool it's just a it's a fear thing it's this idea of a super weapon there's a case to be made if you've seen those old videos where they it's like black and white footage and a house gets destroyed or a forest gets destroyed yeah. what's going on with the camera why didn't yeah. the camera get destroyed? <laughs> yeah. It's because it's our models on a fucking table. Yeah. That's why. So I do think there's some sketchy stuff about that, but I, I'm going to go ahead, controversial as it is, I'm going to say nukes might be real. I'm okay. going to side
0: with nukes being real. But Well, the whole thing with <laughs> the nukes in Japan, that they believe it's a firebomb because none of the cement was destroyed, only the wood and plaster. Yeah. yeah. And then they moved right back in. That's an argument for sure. Yeah. I, and that it was the only time people had dropped it, so... so so the America's like, we got nukes, dude, don't fuck with us. And then Russians are like, maybe, do they? Or, hey, we got nukes, too. And then Israel's like, uh, we got nukes, too. And- well,
1: let's tie it back into Admiral Byrd and his, the message he received. Maybe Admiral Byrd briefed the president and said, hey, these inner earth guys, I mean, they, they're thousands of years ahead of us. And they said, don't drop any more nukes. Maybe that's why there haven't been any more nukes dropped. There's a big argument that UFOs are always flying over these nuclear facilities and disabling them remotely um, it's weird that if they were aliens from Zeta Reticuli, they would know how to Where? do it. Well, just some random Viller galaxy, yeah. Zeta Reticuli. But it's interesting that they know how to like work that Barstow technology so well. Like Barstow when you drive
0: out to Vegas. It's yeah. like a Barstow, just a random fucking right. desert planet. Or that, or that, or
1: that <laughs> town that's what, XX, yeah. or whatever. Well, Zizix. there's a whole theory about yeah. that,
0: right? That Zizix is that it's actually – the there's something that if you go down it's a crossroads. that street – you can't—you get stopped. The government stops you. Mm. And the whole theory is that there's actually some kind of fountain of youth or some shit down there yeah. that they won't let you go to. Let's go. Road let's trip. take a trip. Road trip. The fuck oh, yeah. Fucking road trip the shit out of that, That's the dude. point that
1: I'm mad, dude. I'm kind of sick of wondering about polar openings. I'm kind of sick about wondering about Zixix Road. I just want to go to these fucking
0: places and let's see. Well, if you listen to Alex, uh, back to the Mars, I'm down with that, dude. Let's make it, let's pitch vice on this, dude. The Mars thing? Yeah, let's go. Let's pitch vice on, we want to go fucking get weird in some conspiracies. But the uh, Mars thing is, uh, uh, do you think there, besides the the atmosphere, are there like any signs that maybe there was civilization there that just got wiped out? Because according to... uh, Brandenburg? Yeah, that... Well, yeah, I mean, the nukes thing, obviously that
1: suggests something, and... The signature is also really heavy over the Cydonia region of Mars, which is an area that seems to have a lot of structures there. Seems to uh, have—it could possibly be remnants of some previous civilization. But it is interesting that this guy Brandenburg, he finds this xenon 129 in the atmosphere of Mars, and mythology considers Mars the war planet. You know, it all ties in. It's like, where do these ideas come from? You could all—I mean— (laughs) <laughs> to, to tie in what I said earlier, that a lot of things that come out are just based on this occult belief system of the elite, you could say Brandenburg works for NASA and his role is to come out and promote these ideas. Yeah, to, basically, Brandenburg's giving you this piece of information, but what he's really getting your subconscious to believe is that Mars is a real planet and the Earth's not flat. I mean, there's a, there's a thousand <laughs> ways you can take it. I personally like the Brandenburg stuff. I think he's a, a stand up guy, and I, I think that there's a good case to be made
0: that there was a, a war. On Mars. In five years of doing your podcast, did you feel like maybe you got duped at any moment or <laughs> that maybe, like, okay, because you're really good at talking to these people. You almost, even when you were talking to David Seaman, I felt like you knew more than he did and uh, that you were dropping knowledge. And he was like, well, I can't comment on that. I don't, that it was more like he didn't know what you were talking about. And you actually knew that. a lot more than he did.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that because. I like to go for the details. Like my MO is I have all the details on me and I ask a question. And if the guest doesn't get out all the bullet points I wanted to hit, I just throw them out there. And then I ask another question. So in some cases, if the guest talks very vaguely, then it comes back to me and I'm like, Oh, okay, well here's thing one, two, three, and four that I expected you to say right there in the eight minutes you were just talking. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Pete I mean you could say I guess that there was an element of that to that episode but all I was doing was reading what the investigators on Reddit and Vote which is another Reddit-like yes. site without the censorship what they had found I was just reading that stuff I mean again it's something that I can't verify so but what what my show is about is like here's a platform for the alternative view because there really isn't one it's all Even if there is one, historically, it's Coast to Coast AM or Alex Jones, and those are met with varying degrees of skepticism, and they're at least broken up by a bunch of commercial breaks and hosts that don't ever shut the fuck up. So I was like, let's let these people talk as much as they need to talk, and let's hear their case. And if you don't believe it at the end of the day, that's fine, but don't dismiss it before you've heard from a guy who's researched it for
0: two fucking decades. Right. And have you ever- Aaron. Aaron. Aaron Mars. Are you ready? Have you ever- um, on air or interviewing somebody kind of been like, ah, I don't know about that. Uh, I don't find that. I find that, and I've kind of walked that line on this podcast, is that how much can I call out somebody? How, yeah. And I don't want to because in a weird way, conspiracy theorists are almost like, like a battered wives and I don't want to make a fun of a domestic <laughs> violence or anything like that. And It's horrible. But in a weird way, we take a beating for our beliefs that I, I want to make a place for some just to be able to talk. Yeah. Well, it's insane
1: to think that the elite don't have very highly skilled disinformation agents in the alternative community. They definitely, definitely do. And yeah, I'm sure I've interviewed some. And that's the thing. I mean, I try to let a person make their particular case. Sometimes it requires playing devil's advocate more than others. Uh, it just It's complex stuff a lot of the time. So they do need to be kind of led through it in a, in a way that is easily digestible. But I'm sure, I'm sure I've had some people on the show that were misinformation or disinformation. And yeah, I hesitate to question them too much too because you, you want to be able to get guests. Yes. You don't want to have a, recu- uh, a reputation for, hey, you go on the Higher Side Chats and uh, your career is
0: over. Right, you, know, right, you can't right, really right.
1: do that. But I've gotten in some on-air arguments before mm-hmm. about
0: this or that. So to wrap it up, favorite episode of all time? If you had to pick one, where you're like, guys, you gotta see this. This is the where I f- I painted my masterpiece. This is my favorite episode mm. we ever did. It's very hard. It is. It, I've been doing all my babies, man. for as long as you said. What's your favorite episode? I don't know if I could pick one. One that comes to mind was <laughs> well, when this chick came on. <laughs> it was, it's a long story, but it was uh, at a Toad Hop one. But it's like, <laughs> it's very hard to pick. If you had to pick one.
1: Well, I could pick a favorite guest who's yes. been on, they've been on like four or five or six times. Okay. But my buddy Gordon White, yes. he, yeah, you like him? Oh, yeah. He's just so damn knowledgeable. He wrote three books in a year and uh, all of his shows, what, what, what he's big about is restoring the magical context to history because his argument is you got all these guys, these archaeologists, these authors who are analyzing the past and they know nothing about magic and the the, the past was highly magical. The Gnostics, the Egyptians, they had a lot of practices, a lot of rituals that were powerful, useful. And today we consider them all dumb and primitive. But I don't think that's the case. And Gordon is really just great at looking at history, even looking at today's, how to, how to navigate today's economic climate and just applying a magical context to it. It's a missing component that I think is really important, especially when looking at the past, looking at something like the Egyptians or Gobekli Tepe. I mean, these were magical people, so you really need a guy who has some knowledge in that area. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. The past is so hard to analyze. Yeah, it's so it's so hard. I mean, here's one example that I, I was thinking about the other day on a hike. Is on the bottom of our shoes, there's a lot of uh, like sacred geometry, much like your can. It looks like it's all crosses and, and diamonds and patterns. And think about if we were destroyed thousands of years in the future, they would look at. this and be like look how advanced these people were they had sacred geometry on the (laughs) bottoms of their feet everywhere they walked stamping the dirt with sacred energetics yeah and it's like no none of us know what the fuck that's about yeah so it's just an example of how you can how can you possibly analyze what people two thousand years ago were doing you really got to get in their head and i think gordon white's restoring magical context is a key component to really unlocking our past
0: i love it the wrap it up here do you watch I love it. Do you do a touchdown celebration right <laughs> <Gotcha>. there? <laughs> Just did a mic drop on us. <laughs> knows it. Uh, do you watch the news like it's almost scripted drama? Absolutely. Like it's yeah. not even like real reality, but it's more like it's almost like I'm watching CNN almost like it's West Wing.
1: Yeah, I watch it like I'm trying to just detect the narrative that they're trying to put out in culture. And it's really interesting that we have a president that calls CNN fake news because they fucking are. Yeah. I agree with and that. And people
0: flip out.
1: I know. And it, but it is scary, flip though. out. You don't want to have a dictator who completely shuts off
0: critical voices. Yeah. So it is a slippery fucking slope, what man. What do we do? And I don't know because, you know, I'm wrapping up like— I, I feel like people on Facebook think I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just like, you can't sit here and shit on Trump and then think that Hillary or Obama were doing anything different. Right. It's all.
1: Why does there have to be a good guy? Can't there be just two shitty people yeah. running for office? You
0: remember Brewster's millions? Yeah. When he was running for, and the two mayors who were running, they're both shady fucks. They're like, <laughs> this guy is ruining us. Yeah. Why can't it be that?
1: It very well could be it very well is
0: greg uh thanks for calling in man i really i really enjoyed having Driving you in. on uh, no I, i'm so th- i would have skyped you in i would like I oh no do it dude. Again. i gotta
1: get out of the bunker once in a no, while
0: i get it dude Fresh i really air. love it i'm down in la jolla in two in two day uh next week Sweet. if you're there come down i'll Hell buy yeah. you lunch i just want to pick your brain and talk yeah, to you dude. a little bit about the whole thing and trying to get some stuff going ryan Honestly, you sh- you didn't shut up the whole show, Babe, and like... you ruined the flow, and, <laughs> and I just don't... No, no, you were great. I think like uh, I make a with foundation. No, no. Yeah, no. Sorry, man. Hey. I was trying to fit a lot into it. No, oil, dude. I, you know what's so funny? And we'll wrap it up, Aaron, because I know you got to get home stuff. This crosses. is a
1: job for Aaron. Yeah. He just, he's like, I should have been out of here five <laughs> fucking minutes ago. What
0: you do to me is what I, I do on podcasts, and I feel really bad when I leave, but then I'm like... What me watching you is like, this is great. Oh, yeah. And then with you, that's how I felt when I was on the end of the world podcast with Rogan and Burr and Stanhope for the first hour. I'm just watching, okay. Yeah. So, no, so uh, I really appreciate it. he really helped me with the episode, working on stuff. And you know, dude, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. I love to have you on anytime. Yeah. My podcast, if I if it gets half as good as your podcast that's beyond my expectations you're a great interview i love watching you i love listening to you interview people because you're always level-headed no matter how crazy the shit is and uh man it was a real pleasure to have you on the podcast <laughs> thanks, thanks for man. coming on tinfoil hat is there anything you want to push
1: uh no really. the higher side chats is the show the higher side clothing is the t-shirts that are related to the uh episodes of the show and that's pretty much
0: all I do. Man, I really appreciate you coming hey, out. Thanks, thanks so much, me, man. You're wonderful people. Yeah. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Guys, love the podcast. Keep uh, you know, let your friends know about it. If you got guys you want to get on, let me know about it. If you got topics we want to talk about, let me know about it. And I really appreciate all the support. Go out, grab the Diabolical now. And guys, remember, always support your local rebellion. We'll see you guys soon. Take care. Bye.